Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Today I'm going to talk to you about something that is debated a lot in the industry, and that is how often to test for what test factors at the service account and which ones you can test for every other week, once a month, once every three months, and so forth. So I'll go over that with you here in this podcast. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals trusted partners since 1963, providing quality products and services to make pool care easy and solutions and expertise to do it right. I was trained by a really old-school pool guy, and he set his testing up in this way, and I've kind of done the same thing that he taught me. I haven't changed too much over the years, and I think it's pretty accurate. I don't think things have changed a lot. Um, back when I first started and what you're expected to do at each stop today. So I'll go over the tests that you should do every week at your service accounts and in your backyard pool, of course, if you're doing the pool yourself. So the tests you should be doing every week are the chlorine, the free and combined chlorine, which is pretty much the same test in a lot of ways. If you're going to do the free chlorine test, you might as well do the combined chlorine test to get your total chlorine in the pool. That way you know if there's any combined chlorine in the pool that will make the chlorine ineffective. Then you want to do the pH test because the pH is one of the things that changes pretty rapidly in a pool. Um, It could go low or high. And depending on if you have a saltwater pool, the pH could change even more dramatically. So you definitely want to check the pH every week along with the chlorine. And to keep things simple here, I'm just going to say chlorine, and that includes the testing for the combined chlorine also. And then I was taught, and I think this is still pretty much standard, that if the pool is not a new pool, of course, uh, just recently replastered or recently built, you can test the alkalinity once a month and record that because the alkalinity doesn't move quite as much as the pH does in the pool. Of course, it can, in certain instances, move a lot more. But in most cases, the alkalinity is pretty stable. So if you test it as 80, um, chances are it's not going to move too far from that over the course of one month. Now, some people disagree with me, and they do the alkalinity test every week, and that's perfectly fine. Like I said, this is pretty much debatable here of what you should check for weekly and what you should check for monthly and quarterly. So in most instances, the alkalinity is pretty stable in a pool. And if you feel like you don't want to wait a month to check the alkalinity, you can definitely check it every other week. That's perfectly fine. But it's one of those readings that when you check it, you're going to notice that if it does move, it moves very gradually in the pool. What you want to test for quarterly would be the calcium hardness of the pool. This changes even slower than any other reading in the pool. So if you're using something like CalHypo where you're adding a lot of calcium to the pool, it may move a little quicker. But generally speaking, the calcium hardness is more or less determined by the fill water of the pool. So when you're filling the pool up, 
if you're in the summertime and there's a lot of evaporation and it's constantly being uh, filled with fresh water, the calcium hardness may go up. But again, it's also a very slow moving number. So if you test it at the beginning of the season, it's at 250. Chances are three months later, it's not going to be much more or less than that in the pool. So that's another reading that you don't have to do every week at your pool. Other things that don't change very rapidly are the cyanuric acid level in the pool. Of course, if you're using a ton of trichlor tablets, it's definitely going to move a lot higher more rapidly. Or if you use a granular chlorine like dichlor that has conditioner in it, you may notice that your cyanuric acid level is rising during the season more rapidly than it normally would. But under normal circumstances, if you're not overdoing it with the tablets, adding fresh water in the summertime, it's not really going to be something that's going to move very rapidly in the pool. So you want to check the cyanuric acid level at the beginning of the season, which here in California is March and April. And then you want to check it again maybe in the middle of the summer to see if you're adding too many tablets to the pool or adding too much cyanuric acid through another method, which would be the granular dichlor or any kind of other trichlor product. So you want to keep an eye on that, of course, if you're using the trichlor tablets. You don't want the cyanuric acid level to get too high in your pool. If it gets over 100 parts per million, you could start developing some problems with the water quality or how to maintain the water at a certain chlorine level. So you want to make sure you keep an eye on that, of course. Again, if you're using a lot of trichlor or dichlor in your pool. If you have a saltwater pool or if you're servicing saltwater pools, the salinity or salt level doesn't change very rapidly in a saltwater pool either. The only exception would be if the pool, of course, has a leak and then you'll be adding a lot more fresh water to the pool than normal and this will definitely dilute the amount of salt in the water. But I always check the salinity level of a pool at the beginning of the season, typically around April when the water is warming up. That's when I check the salt level and I add salt if necessary and then I don't really check it during the season unless there's a problem. Maybe the salt system is reading low salt in the pool or I may notice that the salt system is not producing. Then I'll check the salt level again. But generally checking at the beginning of the season is pretty much sufficient for a salt water pool and checking it again if you have a problem with the pool. And so you may not want to invest in a salt digital tester. You may just want to take the salt water sample into a local pool store since it's not something that as a homeowner you're going to be checking very often. Of course, if you do pool service, you definitely want to get a digital salinity meter so that you can easily check the salt level. A lot of good companies make these salinity meters. They make combo meters with TDS also, or they make a combo meter with pH, TDS, and salt, temperature, conductivity. You can get one of those and you can definitely check that. And this leads to the other test factor that you want to test for. I would say testing for this every three to six months is also fine. And that's TDS, which is total dissolved solid. Basically, this number comes from the fact that as you're adding fresh water to the pool during the season or during the year, the water has minerals in it and elements in it that don't get evaporated out of the pool and they just kind of build up in the pool. Salt is one of the um, factors in TDS. So of course if you have a salt water pool and you get a TDS reading of 5,000, don't be alarmed because um, probably a good 3,000 or 3,500 of that is salt that's in the pool from your for your salt system. But you want to check the TDS, I would say at least every six months at the 
minimum to make sure that it's not getting out of hand. You can notice uh, weird things with the pool water, like for instance, chlorine's not holding, the water doesn't look clear, um, they're staining on certain objects in the pool, maybe the cleaners have weird um, rust color, not rust color, but brownish stains. Um, it could be the fact that there's just a lot of junk in the water, a lot of TDS in the water, and the acceptable range is usually under 1500 parts per million, so you can definitely drain a pool or partially drain the pool if the total dissolved solids TDS gets above that level. And again, this doesn't change very often either. It's a slow moving number because it takes a long time for the TDS to build up in the pool as you're refilling the pool, as the water's evaporating, and as stuff gets left behind in there. So this is not something you're going to be checking monthly or weekly. And again, some of these things you can, of course, check more often if you're running into a problem. If you have a saltwater system and it's not producing, you definitely want to check and double check the salinity level um, week to week to make sure there's not a problem with maybe a leak in the pool or something weird is going on there. Um, definitely that's important to make to verify test factors if necessary. Other tests that you may want to run once in a while is of course the copper and iron test. You can get test strips for this. There's also photometer testers that actually check for copper and iron in the pool. Not usually a really big issue in a lot of areas, but if your area uses well water, which is in my area, or if you notice maybe some staining or the, a green tint to the pool water, it may indicate metals in the water. So you may want to test for copper and iron on a regular basis in your area. You can make it one of your uh, quarterly tests when you go ahead and do the calcium hardness test. You can go ahead and test for copper and iron. And then if you notice algae or water quality issues in your pool, you can definitely do a phosphate test. This is something that's pretty easy to do with a phosphate test kit. You can use test strips or you can take your sample in to your local pool store. Again, there's a lot of photometers that will test for phosphates. I usually test for phosphates only when I notice an issue in the pool with algae growth in the pool or poor water quality. It's not one of the tests that I do on a regular basis. Of course, some of my photometer testers do do the phosphate test automatically, and I'll, of course, do that because it does it automatically. But on a general basis, you don't really need to do the phosphate test unless you do notice a problem. So just to recap, you want to do the chlorine and, and the pH test weekly. And if you're running into a problem with your pool not holding chlorine, you can do the chlorine test much more often, of course. But once a week is pretty much industry standard. And then the alkalinity, you can do it once a month or every two weeks if you prefer that. Calcium hardness every three months. You can do the copper and iron test every three months. Cyanuric acid at the beginning of the season, maybe in the middle of the season if you still have trichlor or dichlor in your pool. Salinity at the beginning of the season. And then t check the salinity again if you have any problems during the season with the saltwater system. And then TDS or total dissolved solids. This can only be checked basically with a digital meter, and you want to do that probably every six months, I would say, would be logical to make sure that the TDS level is not getting too high in the pool. So there's no real reason to do all the test factors every week in the pool. Of course, if you do a commercial service account, you want to record your readings for the health inspector that will inspect the pool, and they have different requirements, but I don't believe they require you to do all these test factors, of course, every week. You definitely want to keep uh, good records also for your residential service accounts of the test factors uh, week to week. So if you're looking for more great resources for your pool care, check out my website 
swimperlearning.com. I have an ebook available for $9.99. I also have a lot of helpful web pages there on my website. And if you do service for a living and you want to enhance your business or you're just starting out, or if you've been doing this for a while and you just want to improve certain areas, you can definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. For $10 a month, you can text me, and for $20 a month, you can call me. Plus, there's a lot of other great discounts and benefits for being a member of the group. You can learn more about that at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.